Welcome to the Heroes of Reality podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Are you into virtual reality? Do you like playing virtual reality games? Well, on this podcast, I have Ben Plays VR. VR has consumed Ben. It feels like pure magic and fills Ben with wonder. So he has devoted as much time as Ben can to playing, reviewing, and curating the best VR experiences. Without any further delay, I would like to welcome Ben. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that, buddy. Was a, that was a great intro. I want to have you introduce me in like every phone call I have and every party. <laughs> just like you talk about me before I enter the room. That would be great. Let's arrange that. So. It's so funny. I get really into this like announcery voice right when we get started. I think there's like this energy that comes in. I go, hey, everybody. And I was like, oh, gosh, I was like, I got to work on that, that, uh, that takeover. You know, it's a little uh, internal narrator that pops into me, man. Right. But I'm really excited, brother. I, I, you know, I love the passion for VR. And, and I'd be very curious about for like yourself like what like what was that mind-blowing experience that got you into vr like what was the thing it was really my first experience uh -huh. um and it's really cliche to say but uh, for people that haven't played vr before like it really is something that like watching clips on youtube doesn't cut it it really needs to be something you personally experience um uh, this was back in was it 2015 2016 when the htc5 just came out um, I was working at a place downtown Minneapolis. I'm a freelance animator working on contract. And uh, one day the creative director walks up to me and he says, today you're playing VR. And I was like, well, I'm paid by the day. So, okay, whatever. You know? <laughs> and at the time I just thought, you know, whatever, it's a screen taped to your face, who cares, you know? But yeah. so my first experience was the budget cuts demo on the original HTC Vive. Oh, yeah. And um, playing that for 10 minutes, it was like, okay, okay now i get it like this is like you're legit in the game it's one-to-one -one movement it, it is the holodeck right you know like it, it really is it and um at the time when i played the vibe this is this feels like a lifetime ago because this is before the oculus original didn't even have motion controllers the oculus was just keyboard and mouse uh, there was no quest. It was so at the time the Vive was crazy. It had motion controls. Like my hands are in the game. Like this is crazy. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was just that first time, like 10, 15 minutes, that was it. And I was um, just like it took over everything. Like I don't care about movies anymore. I don't care about 2D games. Like this, it just is such a whole other level. And so my dad and I, we both bought our HTC Vives together. And so mm -hmm. we play together all the time. And um, yeah, it was just that first experience and there was that, just no forgetting it. So that's so fun, man. There is a thing that happens that like, logically, you know, that this isn't real, but you're like, I'm here. Like I'm here. My hands are here. I'm here. My body's here. And that's the thing that's like, oh, and it's really, cause we're, we're so used to things. We're so used to watching like YouTube videos. We're so used to doing those things, but it, it is a, it is a game material. That's cool. And budget budget cuts is a is a is a is a pretty fun. It's a it's a it's a playful experience. Like, what uh like what experiences do you like to play? What are the ones for you? Do you find yourself because I'm assuming you've you've played a couple of VR experiences, yeah. a, yeah. a few, a few, <laughs> right. right? Like, what what are the ones that really get you excited? You know, for this might just sound so cliche and dumb, but for me, it just really is Skyrim. I keep going back to that over and over again when I'm when I'm not reviewing other games. That's where mm -hmm. I play my uh, solo free time. Like my dad and I play mini golf a lot and mm -hmm. uh, rec room, like multiplayer, we do that kind of stuff. But for me, I just keep going back to that. Um, and I think, I think I'm really, really lucky in the way that I've never played Skyrim before VR. VR was oh. my first experience of that. And so wow. I feel like most people, it's just like, oh, I've played this before. Who cares? You know, but for me, it just feels like the freaking biggest VR game out there, um, even though it's obviously a port and, and you do have to mod it for the best experience. That takes time. And that mm -hmm. could be its own side hobby, too. But um, yeah, I just keep going back to that. Just like the atmosphere. They just, they just nailed the atmosphere. You know, like the graphics are a tiny bit dated, but like the music, the soundtrack and like when it rains and you're taking a hike um, and you don't know where you're going because the world is so big. Um, nothing's really like that right now. I don't think we're going to have a game like that in VR in that scope for, I don't know what, like, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, so that's that's it for me. Which is, I guess, it's a dumb answer, but that's, my, that's my answer, so. no, no, it's not. It's just it's just what it is for you, man. And right. the, I mean, VR, uh, um, Skyrim and VR is super fun. It's been a while since I did it. I did the old like the super mod PC version that was like the warped. I can't remember how to do it. Like a warped uh, mod experience for it. And I just started running. I started trying to run up mountains. I just started trying to run everywhere. Um, <laughs> and my my last experience before that with uh, was getting so deep into Skyrim that I had to delete my account because I'm just like I gotta I gotta stop. I gotta stop. And so I turn it off. But there's like there's like this. I think there's this nerd fantasy. There's this nerd fantasy that we live into in in some sort of I hate, use the word metaverse, but we live into some sort of open world VR uh, MMORPG kind of thing where we're in it and we're running around like and it's just vast. And I think that's that that magic is we want we want that experience. And Skyrim is is the closest thing that I've seen to it. And I, and, and I'm waiting for us to to get that next level. Is there? Is there anybody or any games that have come close to that for you? Or is there anything like that you that like stand out to you? I know um I, I don't know, I don't I'd say Alex, but I don't know hmm. what other what other things for you would even if if you could like make your own V2 Skyrim, what would it be? Uh that's a really good question. Um yeah, that's a real, real good question. <laughs> One thing I am excited for that looks like it's going to be open world is Lo-Fi. It's this um, cyberpunk Blade Runner open world game. And uh, it's the only game that I've ever helped fund on Kickstarter. And it was supposed to be uh, winter of last year, 2021. Mm. It has a Steam page and it has an HIO page. You can look at some previews, but... Um, so they're a little behind in production because of COVID and everything, but um, they keep posting updates and it looks like it could be like legit from the ground up cyberpunk open world. Like you're in this hover car and it's neon lights everywhere, all kinds of weapons. And um, I think that could be incredibly fun. Like another open world, but in that style, I think I'm just a real sucker for like expansive environments. Like I feel like I'm traveling and seeing new places. Um, mm -hmm. Also, virtual tourism in the, not the real world because it's virtual, but like like virtual tourism of the real world, I mm -hmm. really like. Like if you feel like you can visit Japan or you feel like you visit uh, other countries, um, there's a few things like that now. And I think that's really powerful too. That's probably, have, you, yeah. have you played one? Like have you like the virtual tourism thing that I've tried, you kind of just get, it's like, it's like Google Maps where you kind of just land. And you're like you're like the little man, you know. You can like drag the little man. You get dropped out, and you're like, look around. You're like, I'm this building. I haven't really experienced one because it's been a little bit since I've tried one of those of being able to have it be like really interactive at all. Like besides just feeling like you're like you're looking at like a 360 imagery. Is there any is there any like interactivity or things like the virtual tourisms? Because I haven't tried any that uh, beyond like like just look at like there's just no people. There's no interactivity. There's no stuff. Have you have you seen ones that have had anything any uh, bit of magic like that in there nothing that deep no mm -hmm. and that that would be really killer like to visit a place and there's like characters to talk to or you could like try the local cuisine you wouldn't be eating it for real but, you know but to like be able to uh to handle these things or to um get more hands-on with it because yeah the, the virtual tourism stuff like one that just came to mind was uh waka marina valley new zealand it's on mm -hmm. Steam. It's on Steam VR, and um, you are just exploring. Like you have a camera and you're taking pictures and like taking a virtual hike. So there really isn't all that much interaction, but it still feels like I'm in a different place. But yeah, if they could also do that, where it's highly interactive, um, that would be that would be killer. I, yeah. I can't help but to think of like doing some sort of like like New Zealand. I imagine thinking of like, could someone put mods on top of that where you have like a little Hobbit running around? You know, you yeah. come across Gandalf and, he, and he's like, you got to return the king to Mordor. You got to go that way across New Zealand, you know. Right. Um, yeah. that, that'd, be, that'd be incredible. Um, <laughs> like um, right now for yourself, like with with what you have, like in terms of your setup and everything, like how are you currently like, are you going full out? Do you have like feet tracking, all that stuff? Like what's your what's your current setup that you have right now for virtual reality? Uh, right now, it's um, I have this uh, Lenovo PC that was a uh, turnkey pre-built, 
It's the uh-huh. same one we bought five years ago, the original PC. It's still kicking somehow. Nice. <laughs> um, which I'm incredibly thankful for. Like I treat it like a baby because you know the GPU shortage and the electronic shortage. It's um, I don't want to buy a new PC right now. And so even though it's dated and it's aging, I'm like trading it very, very carefully and being very nice to it. Um, and so it's just the one PC, and then we uh, record and edit the videos on my iMac and just a real bare bones setup in our tiny living room in our tiny apartment. Yeah, we don't have like a studio. Half the time in my Let's Plays, you can see Mrs. Ben walking around doing her thing because we're constantly bumping into each other in this tiny apartment. And so um, we, uh, I hope to maybe one day buy a house and like have this ultimate VR room. But right now it's very much, um, it's very cozy, I'll say. Yeah, <laughs> right now. that's the best thing about VR though. You know, like you don't, <clears throat> You can you can have a little tiny room and just be anywhere, anyone, any place, anywhere, anytime, and that's a that's what's really fun. And and I think a lot of people don't see that when they when they look at your videos online and they and they see everything, they don't you know they don't have a sense of appreciation uh, where you're at and where you're standing and and the family members that are walking around you. Um, what has been your journey? Um, into uh, going onto YouTube and producing videos, like, can you talk to me about like the the genesis of that and your your journey into um, you know creating a, a channel on YouTube? Yeah, there's actually, <laughs> I was simultaneously hoping to be uh, giving, but also very selfish uh, when I started that because when my dad and I both got our vibes, we would have these VR parties to sort of spread the word. Because the only reason I got into it is because someone else shared it with me, and I wanted to share it for others as well. And so we would have VR parties where we would um, bring our two systems, two systems together and invite everyone we knew to play multiplayer games. And um, we really enjoyed sharing that experience. Mm. And we just kind of hit a wall with how many people we knew, <laughs> how many friends we had. And so it felt like trying uh, to make things about it on YouTube would be the next level with sharing it and spreading the word about it. Mm. And back in 2016, that felt like, um, a real novel thing. Like right now there's a million VR tubers, which is great. Like it's wonderful. It's getting so popular, but at the time it, um, kind of felt like filling a need, especially mm-hmm. when I, when I was browsing the steam new releases, I couldn't find any, very many, uh, video reviews or footage of games. Cause it was all so new. Yeah. Um, but I also selfishly wanted to get games for free. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one day I came across that steam page that shows you how much you spent on your account in total. And I was like, oh my God, I, I like, I, cause I bought basically every VR thing I could get cause I wanted to try everything. And I was like, okay, this number is embarrassing. Like, this is bad. I, I should not be spending this much on just trying out software, you know? And so, yeah. um, so that box yeah. has definitely been checked. Like I'm, I did virtually everything as a steam key to review and I try to review as much as I can still, yeah. but, um, so yeah, I wanted to share and spread the good word, but also I selfishly didn't want to buy empty my wallet with every single steam release you know so yeah so you, you so you turned your addiction into a profession that's a good move that's a that's a that's a good one two combo and i by the way i feel the same way in terms of like uh i fell in love with vr so then i got into vr development all that fun stuff because you just you love it and you get obsessed with it and there's a there's a there's a magic a magic to it. what how do you um I don't know if people appreciate the effort that goes into making content like this. Like it's like for me, the podcast is great. I can have interesting conversations with cool people and, and it's very natural. How do you stay consistent with YouTube? How do you stay consistent with creating content, especially being in the game for as, as long as you have? Like, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Um, yeah. You mean like, how is the content look the same or how do you just keep going at it? Like, like how do you, keep, how do you find like, uh, they say being a professional is doing what you love to do when you don't love to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like for yourself, like if you have been producing content for, you know, so many years, right. Can you talk to me about the times that you've struggled with wanting to produce content and how you keep right. yourself to be able to con- uh, put out content? Right. Well, yeah, it is, it is a struggle sometimes, especially cause I should mention that YouTube really isn't my day job. Like mm-hmm. there, there is a little bit of income in it because of how many views we get, but, mm-hmm. um, it, it doesn't, we couldn't live off it. Not, not even close. And so I still have the day job of my freelance work, which is flexible with my free time, which is good. But, um, so that's another struggle on top of that. Like, um, on a related note, I'm only recently getting back into the channel again because mm-hmm. the past six months, like the fall and winter of last year, 
uh, my day job was just insane. Like for some reason, every client called me at the same time. And because it's freelance, you have to say yes, because you don't know when the next job will be. And so um, like the, the channel really had to go on the back burner for a while there. Like I was uploading maybe once a month, which is really slow for me. But you know you gotta you gotta pay those bills you know and so uh, only recently have I really gotten back into it which feels great again and um, but as far as how to like keep at it I think yeah I don't know I <laughs> like there's just like there's something about like I'm wired a certain way where it's like I get up and it's like okay I haven't made content in a while I, like I think I pressure myself like I need to output more or I need to mm -hmm. like there's no deadline and there's no there's no need to do it but there's just something like a feeling I have where it's like I haven't output in a while I need to get back into that or keep mm -hmm. at it or and I don't know if it's like an internal pressure or an internal voice but like once I do that and I check it off, like um, this morning, I published a video of the Kung Fu fighting one, which is a lot of fun. And after I check that box in my head, it, it's like mentally I'm like, okay, I'm good for a few days. I can relax. But then in a few days, I'll be like, I should really upload again. And I don't have a good reason to like, <laughs> it's just like this weird internal, like I should do it. And it's vague, but it's there. If that makes sense, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's more of like an itch you have to scratch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I suppose. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just curious about that because, I mean, I think a, a lot of YouTubers, I mean, you do it because of like I met people that I know in spaces. It's, it's out of a passion and it's not your main job. You have a, you have a day job. Right. And so this is like a side work. I mean, you're, but you're, you're producing content and value for people, which is, which is, which is awesome. But then people start to kind of also expect it a little bit like, Hey man, kick out more stuff. I need to like, I got to work. I got stuff to do, you know? And so yeah. it, it becomes a bit of a challenge. And you say that you do um, uh, primary animation. Is that that? Yeah, yeah. my day job is uh, animation, like um, using mostly Adobe After Effects. So a lot of uh, text animation, some character animation, uh, videos for corporations and ad agencies and stuff like that. So. Do, do you use the Adobe? Uh, it was uh, Mixamo. Um, that is, I haven't I think, heard of that. I'm not uh, sure what it is. It, it's a it's a 3D character model and rigging thing. I think Adobe acquired them. Um, it allows I didn't you know to. That. Uh, yeah, yeah. There 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 used to be an independent house where you would you would have like all these um, humanoid characters, and they and you could basically mix and max all of the uh, animations. Uh, I think it was called, I believe it was called Mixamo, and okay. then and then Adobe acquired them and called it Adobe something Adobe models and characters or something like that okay. and, and and then you could then do that for models and animation so if you want to string together you know you could load it up uh like a kung fu fighter with a bunch of kung fu moves and you know you you have it you know animated in the t pose right and then you bring in all the different animations and stuff and it's just a really easy way to get up and running um with it i know that because i did that for um, a lot of vr development and then they got acquired by adobe and i was like oh i was just oh, curious okay. Yeah. Okay. I wrote that yeah. down. I gotta check that out. I'm actually really behind in my workflow. <laughs> oh. I think I'm. I think I'm like aging and getting. I'm becoming a grumpy old man very slowly <laughs> because like my Adobe workflow is like I'm still on Adobe CC 2018 when everyone else is on 2021. I'm like it's a lot. I know it works. My scripts work. My workflow works. I don't want to upgrade. I'm stuck in 2018. Hello. And so any like Adobe advances, I'm completely ignorant of because I'm like, I'm not leaving CC 2018. I'm staying right here because everything works. Like I, I don't want to break anything. And, um, but I do need to, sooner or later, I do need to get at least within this decade. Uh, <laughs> get, so. the, the grumpy old man who plays VR, you know, it's yeah, so yeah. funny. I, I, but there's, but there's things that you don't want to adopt to like for myself, like I, same thing, like, uh, and I've seen that a lot with like, uh, like people in the VR space for myself and everything. Um, there's two, two adoptions I've struggled with. One was cryptocurrency, uh, and, and that kind of stuff, NFTs and cryptocurrencies. The thing about the gamers, like VR gamers and developers kind of hate cryptocurrency and NFTs. It kind of smells like microtransactions. Um, and the other one is TikTok. Is gonna TikTok space. Those are two of the areas for me. I'm like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. And I felt that grumpy old man energy. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't think I'm gonna do this. And I got into it. I'm like, oh, this is great. Oh, this is fun. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, now I'm highly addicted to TikTok. Oh, right. wonderful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's tricky balance too, because like life, you can have joy in your life when you try new experiences. 
But at the same time, I hate updating software every single day and like things tweaking every day or this breaks that or I decide to upgrade that. Now I got to upgrade that. It's like, can we just like have some stability in life without having to like update every little thing every five minutes, you know? But, but at the same time, yeah, like you were saying, trying new things, trying new experiences is so much more fun than being a grumpy old man. So it's like, where's the balance, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't get to answer that one. So you don't yeah. use the Adobe Creative Clouds? You don't have the uh, use the use the hard application. Oh, it's the hard application, but it, it's still the Creative Cloud subscription, so you still have to pay oh. every month. Um, mm -hmm. But it's this weird thing where they tried to have their cake and eat it too. They were like, when it, when it became subscription is required, they were like, it's the cloud now, and you're going to get frequent updates, but it's still just a application that you install and keep. So whatever, man. <laughs> you got it. You got to pay them and whatever. So. Yeah. It's a trick. I mean, I like I like the suite of tools, the Adobe suites and everything. It pretty much it's. I mean, it's one of the best. Uh, you know, you you pay the, for the suite and then you get all of these brick of tools. I mean, I definitely <clears throat> before had uh, you know uh, more pirated copies uh, back in the day. You know, uh, since yep. then it's kind of the suite of tools because then you have to you know, to trick the system and all that stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Key gens and stuff. <laughs> do you look at? I know. Yes. Yes. It was. was Got to hit the key gen generator a bunch of different times and turn off the <laughs> notification systems and right. it's all these tracks. Um. But not 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 so much uh, anymore. But with being an uh, an artist and animator and things like that, do you do you have an eye for that when you play VR experiences? Do you look at the way certain people are making things and things? Like that? And has there been any uh, games or experiences as, as an artist that you that's really stood out to you that you're like, wow that's really cool or beautiful or innovative. Is there any ones that you can, that are top of mind for you? Yeah, one that pops into my head right away, actually two of them would be uh, Transpose, uh -huh. which is kind of a older dated puzzle game. Um, it was this game where you record looped duplicates of yourself to solve puzzles and it's like Tron-like world. Oh, interesting. And um, I remember playing that, and when I first played it, I thought the IK they did, the inverse kinematics of how mm -hmm. the arm moved based on how your arm moved, um, I felt like that worked really well because I had to do a <laughs> – all of my animation is 2D. I don't do any 3D. Mm -hmm. And so I do have to do sometimes some 2D IK character rigging. And so on a very simple way, I kind of get how it works in 2D. But when I see it in 3D, I was like, okay, they really nailed how if I turn my wrist, my elbow follows. Mm. Um, so it's a beautiful game, really fun, highly recommend it. Although they're not doing a great job at updating it for the latest VR headsets. Like I think the Reverb G2 doesn't work on it, which is a bummer. And, um, but that was one that really stood out to me. But also Tin Hearts, that Lemmings game, uh, to me, just in every way, visually with the animation, it was just like, it's like you're in this incredible dream world and it's a lemmings game and it's really gorgeous. And, uh, that those two came to me top of mind when you mentioned that. I haven't played the limit. I haven't played the lemmings game or the 10 hearts game at all. So it's great. I keep replaying it over and over again. So that's it. Yeah. That's a, that's definitely a good sign, especially like as like, um, being in the VR space, we always have like a need to like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? I need that fix. I need that, like that novelty fix. Give me the next game. So if you go back yeah. to a game again and again and again, that definitely, that definitely says a lot. I love the idea of the, uh, the transpose one because that novelty of using uh, reanimated characters is real cool and, and, and yeah. being able to stack them together, kind of Naruto. I don't know if you're watch uh, Naruto, the anime old at an anime, uh, that's familiar. I don't know. If I have that. Ah, it's a Japanese anime. Anyways, the guy could like, you know, make multiple characters with his uh, ninjutsu, and then he would use them together, right, to stack up on top. He'd put ten of them in a row, and then swing himself across the bridge. You know, that kind of <laughs> as one kinda, does, right? <laughs> as, of course. I mean, wooden shoes, natural. You know, um, I should mention quickly. Um, yeah. Sorry, I need to butt in that the uh, the tin hearts. I think if you go now, you can't buy it now because they're actually working on fully releasing the game. So I think if you look now, it's not available for purchase, but it's supposed uh -huh. to, again, later. It's one of those where uh, it came out in early access, but then they got picked up, which is wonderful because mm -hmm. they can actually finish it now. So it's on pause. If you try to buy it, you got to wait for it. So It looks beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. It's got, I mean, it, it, it looks well done. It looks almost like Unreal, possibly. I don't know. It looks really clean. Um, that's cool. What, what do you recommend for, for people that are like, just getting into the VR space, like, and if you want to, if you want to go razzle dazzle, um, get people up and going, what, what would you say are, are some good ones? 
Razzle dazzle. Um, what would, huh. well, besides the ones we talked about, um, yeah, I feel, I feel like it's tricky because I feel like just about anything as your first VR experience will be great. Like, <laughs> like just to be in a world where you are one-to-one -one movement, mm -hmm. um, even if it's simple graphics, um, I feel like just a really the movement in VR and just being there and the feeling of looking around. I mean, I guess Alex is an obvious answer because they did a great job of that's the wow factor right away. Yeah. Um, and it's also perfect for newcomers because the tutorial is nice and slow and it guides you really well. So that would be probably a great first experience. I imagine that would be pretty good. Man, that's a hard bar to beat after you do that. And you're like, oh, this must be like how all games are. You're right, though, that Alex is is, is beautifully done. I mean, they, they put like, I think like $20 million into making or something. Some obscene number. Um, but yeah. it, I mean, it shows, you know, the, the thought just like in the teleportation system and all that stuff. It's it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. We're, really we're in a weird time too. We're like, I wonder if they shot themselves in the foot by setting the bar so high. Cause I feel like I see people coming all the time on Reddit and other places. When's the next Alex? When's the next Alex? When that game took what, four years to develop and people are bored after two months. Mm -hmm. And it's like that kind of content takes so long to, and who else besides Valve is making that kind of thing now? You know, like, so where do we go from here in a way? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of AAA studios right now that are like secretly building their, their, their you know, their games or probably reporting their games uh, Skyrim style, you know, for it because it, it, it shows a real, there's a real, you know, it, now it's really here kind of thing. Uh, but the, at that quality and at that level, and that that commitment and that fact that it was, you know, Half-Life 3, you know, so it was like it was kind of like this like confluence of all these different pieces coming together at once that you're right. I don't it's going to be hard for someone else to to come across that um, and and do that. Is there um, I mean, for, I mean, for yourself, like in other games that like you're excited about that are that are coming out soon? Are there ones that like you're, you have on the on the you know, you're waiting for the doors to open up? Right. Um, well, yeah, like I mentioned before, the well, lo-fi, I don't know when it's coming out. So I'm kind of, my heart's on pause for that one. But they seem to be doing a good job with the frequent updates. And it seems like they're they're keeping at it, which is great. Uh, Ten Hearts might be around the corner. Um, I follow their um, little news feed on the Steam page. And uh, they're neck deep in development and finishing the game ever since they got picked up. And so the, the finished game is coming. Mm -hmm. um, I have no clue when, but I'm really excited for that. Mm -hmm. um, I have a candle in my heart for Starfield. Just maybe it'll have VR support. Bethesda's latest uh, open world game is supposed to be this year, obviously. And um, no, I don't think there's any confirmation as to whether or not it will have a VR port or VR built in. But I know that the studio that adapted Skyrim and Fallout, um, Bethesda bought them. So they're internal now. Oh. And so I, oh, please, please let Starfield have uh, VR support day one. That would be incredible. I'd like to have something of that caliber from them, their latest AAA open world. Um, yeah, I have no confirmation or rumors about that. I'm just desperately <laughs> hoping that's the case. So. This is official news. You got it here for now. I have no idea. No, no, yeah. No. Uh, in, in terms of like, uh, it's so funny when you're talking about the land parties, you're talking about the modern day land parties. It is right. Cause like, I remember back in the day going over to my friend's house, getting all the computers together, rigging up the systems just so we could like co-op. Uh, Counter-Strike or, or, you know, or World of Warcraft 3, or there's like, right. there's all these old school <laughs> yeah. back in the day games and stuff. And we talk about these LAN parties. Um, it, it makes me nostalgia for the the good old days of, of being able to get your friends in a room and be able to play with them and stuff. Um, what do you like, uh, like uh, the co-op experiences? Are there any of the ones that stand out to you right now uh, for virtual reality that like are great, like co-op experiences, party experiences, things that you can do with friends and just have a great time. Yeah. I think when you, if you're gathering people together physically in a party, mm -hmm. which is tricky nowadays, obviously, but um, just thought anything could be great for like hot swapping the headset because people can take turns and watch. Um, I need to actually, I need to revisit that genre because 
eons ago, I did a, like best party games or best asymmetrical games where you could have one person on the PC, keyboard and mouse playing with the person in VR all on the same computer. Um, I did a roundup of that, but it's really old. Um, and I need to revisit that genre because there are great experiences like that where you can have multiple people playing together or people watching someone play and it's entertaining for everyone. Mm -hmm. There's that one, um, what's that one from Resolution? Uh, the Squirrel one, is it Acron? Acron, oh, uh, Acron think, something, Acron Squirrel. Acron, something like yeah, yeah, Acron Attack of the Squirrel. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's a real good one because everyone, um, besides the VR player, just needs their phone. So the VR player is like this tree that throws nuts at squirrels and all the squirrel players are on their phone. And so anyone with a phone can join in the actions. They, they pulled that off really well, I think. It's a really good party game that anyone can mm. just up and go. And that's one thing that's challenging, I think, is that other games that try to do that, they mm. come out with a bang. But then they, um, those games seem to struggle to keep developing because they don't sell super well because selling one copy is like selling six copies because people get together and play in groups. And so um, those games don't usually stay supported for long. But it seems like Akron has uh, stayed the course, which is great. So it's still available. Yeah, the asymmetrical uh, uh, gameplays, which like, you know, there's uh, asymmetrical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's asynchronous, which is at a time, and then asymmetrical is they have a different types of version. So I have a headset, you have controllers. Like PlayStation, um, probably has you know one games where you have a headset plus you have the controllers, right? So you can kind of do it all at once. But oh, I can't believe I forgot. Sorry, when you mentioned PlayStation, I just remembered Carly and the Reaper Man. That's freaking good. That's really really good. I I I saw. I think I saw it originally at. uh gdc or something Ooh. a while ago but i never got to actually play it but it looks cool you're basically a large death character you're the, the reaper and you're guiding carly um through these places and you can kind of lay down and you kind of help this this person along yeah, yeah. two-player uh you can play single player but two-player requires a lot of communication because you need each other to complete it and but i think it's on playstation now or at least it was going to be soon and so just wanted to put that in there when you mentioned that so. cool yeah no I'll check it out because that's always the questions you get when because it, it's it kind of feels like when you have a vr headset and you're at an event or something like that it almost feels like uh other people are outside the party like in the rain, looking inside you, having fun. They're like, hey, what are you doing? Can I come in and play? And you're like, oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. Right? You have to like, and so it's cool when you can you can bring people in. I know that the uh, keep talking, nobody explodes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Yeah. You want to talk about a great way to create a fight, you know, a great fight maker. That's a blue one, it's a red one. So so those are, I mean, those are some of the fun things that I have. Um, do you have any like, like, I mean, in all the, the games that you play, do you have memorable moments that stand out to you? Things that kind of forever, like when you think about playing, whether you're playing by yourself or you're playing with other people, as like one of those moments that kind of burns into your brains. Like, I know you talked the beginning one, which was like getting kickstarted, but the other ones that you had where you had like magic moments in VR that that really kind of you, you think about and go, wow, I can't even recreate that experience. Yeah, I think those occur for me mostly with the exploration and traveling experiences like we alluded to before like Mm. um to feel like i'm taking in a vista in front of me Mm. um or like on top of a mountain or some beautiful landscape like to feel like i'm actually in a different place uh yeah sometimes that'll just really click in my brain in just the right way and i really forget where i am like truly forget like i'm actually because yeah there's these times where you know you're playing a game. It feels real, but you know you're playing a game. You can take it off to do whatever. But every once in a while, I'll sit down and like take in a landscape or something, and it's just like this moment where you, okay, I forgot I was in United States of America or whatever, my apartment or whatever. Like, <laughs> I forgot where I really was, or even forgot who I was. Like I, I was actually someone else for thirty seconds. Or mm-hmm. for me, it's very, very quick. It's like eight seconds and it's over. Mm-hmm. But then that like that really sticks. It's like these little moments where it's like, okay, for eight seconds, I really was someone else, and it was just, um, yeah. I think that happens to me for most, mostly the atmospheric and exploration stuff. Like if an environment takes me in, then I'm there. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten that a little bit with like the climb, hmm. uh, those things, because you kind of like you like you climb to the top. You're like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you know that that feeling that you're like at the top of a mountain you know yeah. um i can see that's that. a good way to do it too because you almost have to you have the reward after mm -hmm. the climb it's like you've earned it as well in a way and that and that's that feeling it's that feeling of just like that couple of deep breaths if you actually climb to a real mountain or something you just kind of like look around you just kind of take it all in and you're like oh i've made it you know uh i've always yeah yeah it'd be cool if you could like skydive off or something i don't know if i'd ever do that in real life but the i like the i like the, the fantasy equivalent of like you know the safety part or the squirrel suiting down um do you don't play in terms of multiplayer experiences are there do you have any favorite ones for you for you is there any things that stand out to you yeah uh, my multiplayer i do play single player mostly um, mm. my multiplayer is mostly with others like a deliberate meetup with say my dad or um, my wife has recently fallen in love with uh, walkabout mini golf. So we've been doing some one-on-one -on -one there. <laughs> um, but yeah, when um, mostly it's very small, coordinated mm -hmm. people we know. So yeah, things like mini golf, rec room is a classic. Um, yeah. Every once in a while, dad and I will dust off Elven Assassin, which is a really dated game at this point, but we have nostalgia for it because I think, I think that was our first multiplayer game that we played. Mm -hmm. And so we returned to that for some nostalgia, but it's, it's getting a little dated these mm. days. Um, so yeah, those are our usual go-to. They have, uh, yeah, Alvin Stuff's got a pretty good for uh, arcade mode um, they had for the arcades and stuff. Um, and I know with Rec Room, uh, I really, I really enjoy those quests. Those. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. that. I haven't done those in a while. I should go back. Yeah, those it's are fun. It's been a minute, but for like a small group of friends, like to me, like there's like the magic of VR. Come on, bro, save me! I've been stabbed. You gotta run five, get high five them, get back into the game. You know, yeah. it's it's a it's a blast. Those little micro experiences are are super fun. I don't know, I I do I very much, <clears throat> I don't know, I very much like the uh, meeting up with your friends. Have you ever had experience? I had this one time. I was at like the um, uh, a conference in VR, and I had a, a friend of mine, mm. and like I saw her back. And I'm like, is that her? And I called her name and then she turned around and she's like, Oh, Hey, and I was like, Oh, Hey, and it felt like I was at a real conference. Do you know what I'm saying? I was like, Oh my God. I was like, you're like, it felt that that magic of being at an event where like, I think I know that person. Right. right. And then you like tap them on the shoulder and they turn around. Um, I don't yeah, you had that moment of bumping into someone instead of yes. just let's meet in this lobby. It's like, Oh wait, that's you. I know you. <laughs> yeah. It felt like a friend oasis. You know, right. you're like, oh, yeah. person, I, I, cause you know, like, you know, uh, somewhat antisocial in the situations. Right. And there's a bunch of people around. I'm like, oh, there's a person. I know you let's have a conversation. Let's have some fun. Right. Um, yeah. What's your, like, do you have like, in terms of like the, um, kicking off the, uh, um, the channel and, and all the work that you're doing with it, do you have some sort of Holy grail in game for it? Is there anything that you want to try to achieve? with having the channel in place and stuff? You know, I, I used to, I used to have milestones in my head or ambitious goals for what I wanted, but um, the past few years have really helped me reevaluate. Cause I, I think I am typically an ambitious guy with like mm. my freelance work and YouTube stuff. And um, I think I usually have lofty ambitious goals, but um just like with COVID and like just how quickly disaster can come and just how unsure life is. I'm just like, right now I'm just kind of riding the wave, honestly. Like I used to have like, I want this on the channel or I want this number by this date. But right now I'm just like, you know what? Let's just see what happens, man. <laughs> like <laughs> nothing's guaranteed, you know, like I'm getting old and I, I don't mean to be so in the dumps, but just like, I feel like it's also freeing. I feel yeah. less just like, you know, uh, let's just hold on to it loosely and uh -huh. enjoy the ride. And um, also probably something like YouTube is something you should hold on to loosely because YouTube could in a flash decide, oh, Ben, you don't have a channel anymore. And then I would be powerless. Like it's totally their platform. It's I'm powerless in their clutches, you know? And so it could vanish in an instant. And so to, um, I'm, I guess I'm trying to find that balance between like, the motivation, like you said earlier, of getting up mm. and actually making the content, but at the same time, like, well, you know, nothing's guaranteed and just ride the wave and hold on to it loosely. And um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of whatever happens, man, you know, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at right now. So, 
it, it, it's so uh it's interesting because yeah because it seems like you like it's both those parts right like that's the thing like if you find a motivation you have a reason to go on it kind of drives you but then if you get obsessed with it it can kind of eat away with you and you can kind of hold yourself in this kind of pit of like i'm not where i want to be right but but if you yeah. if you say everything will happen will happen it's hard to kind of get on that grind it's hard to drive those things forward unless unless you really enjoy yourself right and you, you, you find that that magic and that that gift and just the process you know yeah. um yeah. I, I could see that. Do you have any, um, like, what's your take on the whole metaverse concept? What's your whole take on that? Because, you know, you've been a you've been a, a VR believer, you know, old school days like myself. Um, right. Uh, what What's your whole take on this new this new um, concept and direction? I guess I'm um, with Meta, the company and the metaverse. Oh. I'm mm. just kind of an await and see pattern. Like what they want to do sounds cool, but at the same time, they're still making their money based on a Facebook wall of advertising. So it's like, mm -hmm. these goals sound cool and all, but when are you really going to, like, didn't they advertise Horizon, the Horizon world? I thought it was called Horizon years ago. And they're like, mm -hmm. you can come together and everyone's going to make games together and it's going to be, you can create anything and be anyone. And it's like, I'm not even sure if that ever came or if they followed up on that. Like, like okay you guys are gonna make the metaverse okay let's see you really make it like make a make a skyrim world where i can walk in and there's people to talk to and adventures to go on how about you make it and then i'll go you know yeah. like right now it seems like a, a bit of a corporate powerpoint like we're gonna make the metaverse we'll then make it and then yeah. i'll show up you know yeah they have so so they have horizons they uh do. Okay. they do have horizons it is out um it's you know um it it's like a it's like a it's it's like a really there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things in there but it what it is a little bit like it feels a little bit like kind of like um a, a bit of a clone from rec room it feels wow. a bit it feels a it's really nice it's very polished you know um but it from last time i was in there and maybe it's changed since um it's not as many people right it's not as many you know, and then, and then you come in and there's like a, a, a moderator, a, like a person, an in-person in VR person there that goes, hey, welcome. Hi, I'm here for you. Uh, uh, they're like a, a chaperone. Okay. Like, what would you, what, you like to, where would you like to go? And then it's like, oh, hi, I'm just, uh, I'm just it's like, it, it feels like you're walking into a store and like, you know, you walk in a store and they're like, yeah. hey, welcome. What would you like to buy? And you're like, I'm just browsing. I'm just browsing. Let right. me go through this right. thing. Um, and so they had that and they had a couple things in there. I didn't, I never messed with any of the creator tools or anything. I only popped in for a little bit. Um, I think I'm, I lean more towards rec room and the quest modes and that kind of stuff. It's, you know, that it's all, it, it can be a little kitty sometimes rec room, you know, right. it's that yeah. I've, I've had, some, I've been schooled hardcore by 12 year olds, <laughs> hardcore, man. And yeah. they're like, it's call of duty. What's happening here? <laughs> man and they, they've helped me too they power level me but they're like oh you must be new to this game right and they're like follow me and they're like they got all these hacks and tricks and stuff and i'm like oh i'm just trying to keep up um but it's uh you know i like that i like the energy of the of the of the rec room quite a bit but yeah but they haven't had that full-on adaption of it of, of of um making it what they what they put on the commercials and stuff so right. uh but yeah but yeah i guess we're, we're all waiting for that do you do you have any like like in terms of like the, I don't know if you ever watch animes or any of the things where basically it usually is the, 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 the fall where they do like some sort of like Neuralink plant into your brain and they hook up the Neuralink to your brain and like you're like Elon Musk style, that kind of stuff. Like if they had, if they had an Elon Musk Neuralink into your brain, would you actually sign up for it? Like talk to me about that. Cause we are getting, they started to do human trials. Would you, would you plug up your VR headset to your brain? What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't be the first one <laughs> to do that. I might, I might wait a few people to like, you know, um, see, let them iron out the kinks first, you know, like mm. I probably will be the last one to do that. I mean, I, I'm still stuck on Adobe 2018. Like <laughs> I'm not going to be the first one to do the brain thing, but I do like, I do like the idea of that. I do like the idea of that. <laughs> I do dream of the hardware becoming so light and mm. comfortable that you might as well have a brain implant like right now um even the most comfortable headset after about eight hours i need to take it off you know but um if the if the headset is comfortable enough and light enough that i don't even feel like i'm wearing anything at all then that kind of is the brain implant like there's no 
there's zero barrier. I'm not taken yeah. out. I'm not feeling uncomfortable or um, like if it just feels natural all the time, then maybe we could have that without meeting uh, Ethernet ports in our, mm -hmm. <laughs> in our brain. It, it's so. just, yeah, man, it's, it, it, it's, it's amazing if it could all work. It's like from what I've seen, because like I like to read, like my big fascination is like reading um, uh, video game books, like VR books and worlds like this. And it's almost always the same kind of style or like he had a headset and oh my God, it's so amazing. And then they plug in their head and then all of a sudden you're stuck. And then, oh no, yeah. here we go. Now you, now you, it went from a, a utopia to dystopia and you're kind of screwed right now. Um, and there's a little bit of that, that it, but you, cause you have like this AI God that guides you through a place it's plugged into the brain so they can make you feel pain. So they just start zapping you with stuff, you know, terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible stuff. Uh, but, but also fascinating. Um, have you like, I mean, look at those things. Have you had like, like, what is, what have been some like terrifying moments for you in VR? What have been some moments for you that you're like, uh, that have maybe, uh, made you have any VR nightmares? Are there anything for you like along that thing of like plugging in the back of and getting stuck or anything on those things that right. have, uh, uh, made you scream like a little girl? Yeah. I, I personally, very much despise developers that sneak spiders into games without knowing that they're in there. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's, that's there was this one. game I played, it must have been back in 2016, 2017. I can't remember the name of it. Like the name is so long gone, but it was a very, very, very early title where um, you explore a little bit some ancient ruins, Indiana Jones style. Very simple. <laughs> like you, you, you go in, you find a key and you're done. Something like that. Uh -huh. And um, for thematically and narratively no reason at all <laughs> when you're when you're in the dark cave there's this like nine foot spider on top of a human skeleton and, the, <laughs> and, and you're holding and you're holding a flashlight of course it's flashlight lighting and i i didn't know it was there i turned around exploring and there it was right in front of me and like for like three days i was just like messed up like <laughs> um, i'm sorry <laughs> and I, I don't mind spiders in real life. Like I, I can be the hero at home. I squish them, you know, but something about, you know, if it's eight feet tall, I'm not cool with that. That's different. And so um, I also oh. don't play uh, any VR horror just cause like, because VR is so legit, like a legit jump scare. It's just like, God, like I know people are entertained by that and that's cool. Enjoy that. That's for you. That's great. But for me, it's just like, uh, it's too legit, you know, like yeah. uh, no thanks. I, although I do enjoy a good atmospheric, spook mm -hmm. like a like a moody atmosphere but yeah I'm, I'm definitely that stuff really hits me hard so i gotta avoid that personally you, you can't even cover up your hands over your eyes yeah you know what yeah. I'm saying? yeah if you're watching a scary movie i can i have things i can do to <laughs> protect myself but um yeah you're the fact that in this virtual world that someone could craft a way to surprise you and you can't stop it and it's which I'm sure for horror fans, I'm sure it's the best. Like I'm sure they're loving it, but it it ain't for me. No way. So yeah, they, there's some people um, like like um, people that know that like the fear is easily translatable into excitement, and other people just right. stays as fear. And for me, I think it more stays as fear. And it's like ah, you know. And so yeah. and uh, as a, as a developer, it's it's really easy. Like you know what I'm saying? it's a real like scaring people it's in real. VR is so it's such a it's a low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Taking candy from a baby is like scaring people in VR. And it's it's um I don't um I used to run some <laughs> VR hackathons and we did like horror nights and things, and they were like ter ter terrible, terrible, terrible experiences. Um, but they're easy and they're fun. It's funny to see other people, but it is also not fun to go through. So I generally I generally shy away from as well, but I was curious as I thought about the whole dystopia of getting your head plugged into it. I'm like, that is pretty terrifying as well. Cause you're right. It is, it is legit. Um, as you say, um, is what do you like, what do you, what do you think is going to make this mainstream? What do you think is going to be the thing that like brings us in and like, we're going to, cause I feel like we're still people. Are, oh, that's cool. But not, it's yeah. not really, it's not as common as cell phones. So what do you think yeah. is that like what's needed right now? Well, the quest is definitely helping. Mm -hmm. um, like they're pushing that so hard, advertising on national television. And it's become a household name now. Which, um, mm -hmm. in as far as getting it out there into the public, they're doing phenomenal work getting it out there um, and making it easy for people. And 
so that's a great tiny step. But even with the Quest and all the, those millions of headsets sold, it's still so tiny. Like it's incredibly mm -hmm. tiny still. Someone uh, on Twitter, I'll have to see if I can find an old link to it. Someone posted uh, a graph of all the gaming there is right now, PC gaming, mobile gaming, uh, VR gaming. And it was like VR was just like, you could barely see it. Like it was like one pixel in the graph compared to consoles. Like it's still so tiny, which is funny because like people like you and me, it's a huge part of our life, but it's still such a tiny niche. And um, yeah, I feel like, well, PlayStation VR 2 coming out, that'll be huge. Uh, Sony's mm -hmm. pretty huge, but mm -hmm. I, I do have a candle on my heart for the theoretical Apple VR headset that might one day come out. Um, if they enter it with, and I'm hoping it's real VR, not AR. And if they, if they do come out with a VR headset, then I think it's instantly um, overnight mainstream. Like nobody had smartwatches. Apple makes a smartwatch. Everyone has a smartwatch. Like mm -hmm. people just buy their stuff. And I think if they really do it, if they really ship it, then it'll be, that'll be, well, first of all, it'll change the landscape entirely on its head, which would be fascinating. Like suddenly MetaQuest is a small company <laughs> compared to that coming out. Um, but short of that avalanche of Apple entering, I think it's just going to take more time. Like it's a slow yeah. growth, um, but the growth is, it's a sure growth, but it's kind of slow. So just take time I, on this. I'd love to see that graph, whatever it is. If you ever see that thing, let me know. I, yeah, I'd love the to down yeah. Yeah, yeah, let me know. Cause I'd love to see it. Cause like, cause like, yeah, you're right. In my world, it's everywhere. It's super common. It's all over the place, but there's, like, there's so many people that, I still uh, give VR experiences to people that go, wow, it's my first time. And it's just like, really? It's like, really? And so it's, it's, <laughs> how could you not have done this yet? <laughs> I know. How, how dare you, sir? Um, if you look at the, uh, but if it came out with Apple, right, if they came out, it'd probably be like a VR, AR hybrid combo thing or whatever. I would imagine it. It's, it's not just gaming, right? They would do things that like in areas of like productivity or mental wellness and things like that. Yeah. And I think they'd have to see a market for that. Do you like outside of the, the gaming space, do you use VR for anything besides gaming, uh, mental wellness or productivity or anything else that you, you really like using it for? Yeah. Every once in a while I'll use it for exercise, something like pistol whip to get my legs oh, going. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do That's enjoy uh, meditation experiences um inside vr and there's some pretty good ones coming out i actually need to review one soon called zen vr mm -hmm. where it's you're actually taking legit um meditation courses from someone and you're in a class with other people i think right now they're just placeholders they're not actually multiplayer people but it feels like you're an inside a meditation class and uh -huh. that's been a i think that's really cool because it, it can visualize things for you that say like if you do the Headspace app uh, for audio meditation, there are things that only VR can show you, like how to visualize it and how to um, listen to their teachings in a more legit way. Uh, yeah, I think that could be huge. Like, especially mm -hmm. like I was thinking earlier today, this is a totally random thought, but like when Apple came out with the iPhone, mm -hmm. we didn't know the apps that would come. And now we have like Uber, which is... Uh, which has changed so much, but it's just, it was just one little app that came after the device. And so I think those kinds of things will show up and surprise us. Like once VR is mainstream, what apps and experiences will suddenly change everything even more so, you know, it's so, it's so crazy early right now. It's insane. Yeah, you're right. Cause it's not, it feels linear to us like a plus B equals C. Right. And, you know, games, play, you know, uh, Call of Duty, Call of Duty VR. Right. It's a, you know, <laughs> right. you know, ABC. Right. But there's but you're right. There are things because those things do come out that you can't really predict, like like the Uber. Like what's the what's the Uber for VR or whatever you want? Yeah. To call it, yeah. You know? I can't imagine it. It's and crazy. I, you can't. It, that's yeah. that's a fun thing. That's why it's, it's fun to kind of bounce between the worlds of because like because maybe that maybe there will be a, a brain interface or maybe there will be something else like that or maybe there will be something that um i've seen some really uh uh there's a you know there's a bunch of worlds um i know like the adult industry also is like big and up and running um in the space as well um but i've heard of that industry i've heard of it yeah at the adult yeah i don't know if you ever googled uh you know yeah it comes up i'll tell you um 
No, I, I had some friends that like in a documentary uh, accidentally got put into it. And they're like, what am I doing in there? Oh, I was slipping in here. Uh, it was so funny. Um, but like, uh, yeah, it's just interesting. So yeah, so meditation could be, because it takes over your whole brain. Because like, it is about removing intrusive thoughts. It is about removing, you know, uh, getting away, closing your eyes and separating yourself from the world. And VR is amazing. It's amazing at separating yourself and pulling yourself out. So I haven't right. tried the Zen VR one. I would be curious to try that. Um, and is it available? Zen VR? Yeah, it's available now. I think it's early access. They're still working on adding courses. I, um, I'm i in the middle of a review now. I'm hoping to do my review soon. But uh, so far, I, I just want to mention that because that felt like the latest um, in that world doing that. And they're mm -hmm. doing a pretty good job. So I'll take a look. I'm, 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 I'm curious to try it out. Um, I know that one of the games that I recently tried, I thought was fun. That I know that you tried. Uh, it was like a while ago. That was is Grapple VR. Grapple VR. I, Grapple, uh, I Grapple tournament. Remember. Oh, Grapple tournament. tournament! Right, the multiplayer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Grappling yeah. hook and gun right. and stuff like that. Like, um, it was fun to swing around. I can swing around and, and shoot things like that. Do you like? Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. At, at the time, I was impressed with the multiplayer uh, player base they had because that's the huge struggle right now is getting enough people. Like if you're making a game and it's multiplayer only, how do you get everyone to show up? Because you need them to show up. And if the player base goes away, that's one thing Rec Room has done so well, probably because it's free, but they that player base is just always there for Rec Room. Um, but I haven't tried Grapple lately, so I don't know if, they're, if it's still a player base or not, but when it was active, I thought it was pretty cool. So... I played fairly recently. It was a player base. There was people yeah, in there playing. I, I I jumped in. I we created a room, and then like two or three more people just started jumping in and playing with us. And we're like, okay. oh wow, they were like people. Hey, people. Right. You know, and they're right. That is the. What do you think is the trick? How do you think you build up a player base? Like, if you could give advice. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. That seems like it's um, that seems like it's one of those lightning in a bottle things where like it's part work, part luck. Like, um, yeah. How do you funnel people's attention to what you're doing? I have no idea. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. As a guy yeah. who runs a channel on YouTube, right. it's so funny. I don't know how people come to my thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I feel like it's half that. I feel like that is half luck as well. Like, mm. like you could sort of study, like at least as far as YouTube goes, like what mm. thumbnails people are clicking on or what people want. But it still seems like you can do everything right and still be unlucky with like the mm. algorithm and however they mm. decide to push videos in front of people. Um, yeah, it's um, the fact that the channel is where it is now is just bonkers to me because I, I have no idea why, <laughs> frankly. So I'm just here. Just, yeah, we're just, hey, like I said, we're just going with it, man. These days, we're just rolling with it. That's so funny. <laughs> just rolling with it. What what advice would you give to like VR developers? Because you're talking a little bit about the algorithm for YouTube, but what advice would you give to VR developers when they're building things out? What are the things that you love to see? What are the things that you hate to see? Right. Um, I guess... I I feel like the challenge, especially on Steam, I don't know if this is true on Meta as well, but on Steam, like there's so many games that come out every day. Like you're just a drop in the ocean when you release a game. And so how are you gonna how are you gonna really stand out from all this constant releases coming out? And I feel like we've seen plenty of web shooters, right? Or uh, like you alluded to before, we've seen plenty of cheap horror games. Like we've seen it, you know. And so I know this is much easier said than done, but what is it that makes your thing really special, like really stand out? Like uh, the games we talked about earlier today, like uh, the transpose puzzle game. Uh, yeah. Like having clones of yourself to solve a puzzle. I don't think I've seen, I mean, maybe someone else has done something similar, but to me that still stands up in my mind because that's still yeah. so fresh and unique. Yeah. Um, or like with Tin Hearts, we've all played Lemmings before, but for me, it stood out because the atmosphere was just so gorgeous. Like, it's so beautiful. Like, I go back to not play. I just go back to hang out there, you know? So what is it that you makes you really stand out from the crowd? Because, yeah, it's I don't envy developers right now, especially as the market gets bigger and bigger. Like, I know, like, I struggle with my uh, email inbox, I struggle to see every request. Like I, it's crazy. Like the competition is insane. And, um, but like, yeah, what is it about your thing that makes you really believe it'll stand out and shine in its own special way? 
yeah find that magic find that magic right yeah it's hard yeah you can't you can't do everything else right <clears throat> i know i was talking to some of the, some of the people they're like i don't want to see another military sim if i see another military yeah. sim yeah. i'm gonna shoot i'm gonna shoot myself i don't want to do it i don't want to be part of it i was like oh okay roger right. that right cool yeah um yeah and then um i, I you know the thing else is saying is this is uh i mean this has been great chatting with you and going across this whole journey of vr it's super fun to do this uh mm -hmm. Um, I know you're kicking things back off. I know you, you drop out some cool new things on the pipe. Um, so what else would you like to let people know about before you tell them how to get a hold of you? Um, <laughs> I want people to know nothing about me. So I'm just going <laughs> 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 to go ahead and here. check out your... <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> I want to keep the mystery, you know, like who is Ben? Who is this guy who runs a channel? I don't want to reveal my secrets. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, God. But, no, but seriously, I think I think we've covered a, a lot of interesting things and things yeah, that I've been thinking about, and so yeah, I don't I don't really don't really have much to much to add. I think we've pretty well covered it. Cool, brother. And if if people want to find out about your channel, if people want to find out, um, you know, and watch some of your videos, um, uh, where would they go to find that, and what would be a what would be a good video for them to get started on? Yeah, well, if you YouTube Ben plays VR, mm -hmm. there it mm -hmm. is, and uh, I think the the video that. I'm most proud of that I think people should start with is it's on that homepage right there. I think it's the trailer video, they call it, or the welcome video. It's right in the front there on the yeah. channel page. It's 50 free, the top 50 free VR games. Oh. And um, that it's a couple of years old now, but still a lot of those titles are still available uh, for PC VR and some for the meta as well through SideQuest, I think. Um, that's one thing I've really enjoyed is showcasing free games because everyone loves a good free game, right? Like free is great. I love free, <laughs> and uh, especially for newcomers, like, yeah. like when, like exactly when my journey started, I was spending way too much money trying everything I could because I wanted to. But nowadays, I'm a little jealous because newcomers can sample so much cool stuff for free, and so I really enjoy the top free or what's new and free series because um, free is great, right? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that one. It's awesome. All right. So if you go to Ben Plays VR, you can check out his channel. And on there, the first video is you can find the first 50 free games to play. So there you go. go get your VR headset, get this party started. Uh, ben, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate you being here. It's been a blast talking with you all things VR. Um, so I appreciate your time. And uh, and I will see you on the other side. It's been great. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care, brother. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes Quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or, if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.